I know coffee and I love to tell the story. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I meet a roaster, a retailer, a coffee owner, a coffee shop owner, and I spill the beans. Like, <laughs> so I tell them everything about coffee and, you know, I, I can go on and on and on. And... Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by Jedco, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We continue to feature our borrowers this season. These are the small businesses that have used Jedco's loan programs to start up, grow, expand, renovate, and achieve the next level of success in Jefferson Parish and beyond. This week, we're excited to share an interview with Francisco Gutierrez, founder of Agua Fresca Coffee. Agua Fresca is an importer, bringing hand-picked coffee beans from a farm in Nicaragua to New Orleans. Francisco grew up on a coffee farm in Nicaragua, but as you'll hear in his interview, the family left the farm during a tumultuous time in the country's history. In 1995, Francisco went back to Nicaragua to buy a coffee farm. The farm has about 40 to 50 employees in pre-harvest season and up to 500 during harvest. When he launched his import business, which goes by the same name as the farm some years later, Francisco knew he would need a loan, and that's where Jedco comes in. As with the last few episodes, we've invited Jennifer Laparouse, Jedco's amazing finance director, to fill us in on the details of this project. So Agua Fresca, this was um, a Jedgrow loan. Um, and, you know, if anyone was super bored and they listened to the entire first episode of this podcast season of me rambling on, um, I think I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of times where a lender can and will say that's not the kind of loan that we do because it's just a lot easier that way. Um, and that was no offense, Francisco, but that was what I wanted to do when uh, Francisco first called us because <laughs> it really is not the kind of loan that we do. But um, his project is important and I'll certainly kind of let him get into that. Um, you know, and so we, we found a way to make our loan program work for him and we have subsequently done three other loans for him. So, um, so it worked out for everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You will hear how Jennifer's team helped bring this project and many others to life throughout this season. Today on the show, Francisco and I talk about staying true to his family roots with the coffee bean business and how he manages to juggle several very demanding jobs. In this episode, we'll take you on the Agua Fresca coffee journey from the ground to the grinder and everything in between. Enjoy. Francisco, thank you so much for being on the show. We are so excited to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. And uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Kelsey. Well, thank you. Well, I, I want to just dive right in because I have so many questions and we have so much to cover. And I'm just really excited about having you here. Um, you are the owner of Agua Fresca Coffee. Can can you tell us a little bit about the company? Absolutely. Uh the idea has been there for a very, very long time. Being a third generation coffee farmers and a, a farmer myself, it's always been a dream to do basically treat to cup. You know, you produce a coffee and you bring it here and give it to the consumer. 
So our fresca coffee is basically an extension, if you will, of the uh, farming or the coffee farm. So I'm able to produce it, bring it here, and uh, at the moment just sell it to the roasters, and the roasters, uh, you know, to the consumer. So, so, so is Agua Fresca the the farm itself, or is it sort of the the go between the farm and wholesalers or roasters? I guess you would say the name Agua Fresca actually comes from the farm. The farm is called Agua Fresca Steak Coffee. So our fresca coffee is that's basically the, sort of the same name as the farm, but it is a, a Louisiana-based company, and uh, it just happens to pretty much have the same name. But it is a, an a importing uh, coffee company, uh, whether you want to call it a broker or, or importing a wholesaler. Gotcha. Um, eventually, uh, I love to expand a little more uh, the cof- the company and, you know, sell it at the retail level. That's great. That's really exciting. And I'm, I'm um, really, I love coffee. So I'm very excited to talk about coffee with you for yeah. <laughs> this we can period talk of all time. Day. <laughs> you mentioned that you are a third generation coffee farmer. So, right. so your family grew coffee before you, your, your parents, your grandparents, how, how you were, you grew up in Nicaragua? Yes, uh, I'm a third generation, my grandfather, then my father are now as me and my brothers. And I grew up in basically the farm, a combination of the uh, country side of the farm and uh, the city. As I'm from a very small town in Nicaragua, it's called Hinotega. It's in the northern part of Nicaragua. That's where most of the coffee is grown, and it's a hundred percent agriculture. Yeah, beef and coffee, uh, basic grains like corn, beans. Coffee is being part of my life, I guess, since day one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when uh, I left, unfortunately, due to the history of the country, I left Nicaragua when I was fifteen. That's when the civil war happened with the Sandinistas and the government at the time. So a lot of people migrated. Uh, I did, uh, along with some family members, to Costa Rica. I finished high school in Costa Rica. Uh, After graduating from Costa Rica in, in 1980, I came to the U.S. I went to school here. I went to my undergraduate at LSU. And after that, I moved to New Orleans. I continued studying until I got into uh, what I'm, it's my profession now, as a medical profession, it's called cardiovascular perfusion. So it's been a long journey from uh, being at the farm as a farming (laughs) boy and uh, being a man. And the farm where I grew up was unfortunately uh, confiscated by the Sandinistas. Oh my gosh. But in uh, 1995, I went back as, and I bought our Fresca. So I did buy our Fresca coffee, uh, our Fresca steak coffee. And uh, so it's, I've been farming my, my own since 1995. Wow. That is, that's an incredible story. There's a lot, there's a lot there. I, I love that you, you know, you have the coffee business, which you've, 
it sounds like it's just been in your blood since the day you were born. And, right. and then you also have this, this like medical profession for, for people like me who don't know um, what a cardiovascular perfusionist is. What, what, what is that? What do you do? Yeah, our main job is to uh, operate the heart and lung machine that takes over the circulation and the lungs during a cardiac surgery. Wow. So basically what it does is uh, takes over the circulation, maintains the life of the patient during the uh, heart surgery. And, you know, while the surgeon fixes the heart, we have to stop it. So the blood has to circulate outside the body through the heart lung machine and we operate that pump, wow. basically maintaining the, the life of the patient during the operation. And uh, after the heart is fixed, we take him off the pump and, and let the heart take over and uh, the ventilator for, for the lungs as well. So it's a, it's a very, very uh, rewarding knowing that you are part of the part of the team that has something to do with the operation and you know eventually with the well-being of the patient. So it's very, very rewarding. Very, it's a great, it's a great feel. That's incredible. It sounds like a very important job, uh, keeping <laughs> keeping somebody alive. And then on the other side, you've got uh, the business where you're kind of jumpstarting everybody's day and getting that heart in gear <laughs> with the coffee. So all aspects yeah. of life. <laughs> uh, let me tell you that I do have my uh, definitely have my cup of coffee in the morning before I do anything else. <laughs> I love that. Me too. It's the first thing I do. You obviously were interested in, in medicine, this medical field, but you also had this probably passion for, for the family business and, and for coffee growing, coffee, getting good quality coffee in the U.S. Did you always know that you wanted to be in the coffee business in some way? Obviously, yeah, yeah I did because, you know, even though we did not have the the family farm, uh, the fact that I went back on my own uh, later in, in the year when the Nicaragua was a democratic uh, country, uh, and then went out of my way to pursue in owning a farm. So it's, it's a great passion, uh, coffee and the land itself, you know, I think is you have to have passion to grow coffee. It's not easy. It's a lot, a lot of labor, a lot of work, a lot of ups and downs, like any agricultural product, because you are so dependent on nature. Mm-hmm. It can be from too much rain to too little rain, too much sun to too little sun, and everything in between. So nothing is a given, you know, it can look nice in April, it can look pretty bad in December, so, but you have to be uh, persistent. You have to be, you have to have passion. Otherwise it's not a business for just for business. It's a combination of business and, and passion and the love for coffee. When, when you are reliant on a lot of things that are outside of your control, I could see how passion exactly. does play a exactly. big component in that. Yes. And the fact that I'm, away it makes it a little sometimes harder uh, just not knowing that what you would like have done 
sometimes it's not done. It's, and you just want to make sure it's, it's done properly. But right. I do have, uh, I guess, some good people helping me out. Uh, uh, it's a cousin of mine right now that uh, my brother used to oversee it, but unfortunately he did pass. Oh, no. So now it's my, my cousin and uh, he's, he's doing a pretty decent job. So. You know, you talk about how the, the farm is obviously in Nicaragua. You are based here in New Orleans. The broker company kind of is, is here in New Orleans. You have two big jobs. <laughs> So how do you juggle both of these? How do you juggle both of these jobs? And, and, you know, how do you manage this business, this coffee business from the U.S. while you're also a, a perfusionist? Well, I think that, again, is both of them very, very important to me. I, I love both of my jobs. Uh, I like perfusion a lot. It's, it's, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 30 years. So it's... It's also, I guess, a passion, but coffee is kind of in my veins. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's one way to put it. But <laughs> uh, I like both of them. So I'm, I don't mind the hard work, and sometimes it gets a little hairy, and I do it with, uh, with pleasure, you know. Um, so it's, it gets a little... I guess time consuming some at times, uh, but uh, the fact that I do like it, I, I don't mind at all. So I, I don't mind putting the long time hours into both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I often talk to entrepreneurs on this show where you know we're just asking these questions about how how do you do it all? Do you have like superpowers? <laughs> and you know, everything I always hear is that there has to be this level of passion. Um, and just a real drive and desire to make the business work because, you know, starting a business, running a company is, is right. not easy, but it's, it's joyful. Yeah. Yes. And you have to spend a lot of hours. I mean, sometimes nighttime becomes the best time to do my coffee work or the weekend sometimes. And you have to balance a little of the personal life and work and, you had to juggle and sometimes you just throw one or the other at times. And... <laughs> it happens. <laughs> We're all human. So that, yeah, I can understand that for sure. Yes. Um, well, so you bought the, you, you bought the farm in 1995. When yes. did, when did you start Agua Fresca coffee? Was that at the same time or was that at a separate time? A uh, separate time. Our first guy was initiated or in business in 2013. So, and and that was, uh, you know, one of the big um, dreams, I guess, uh, that I had as a farmer to be able to bring the coffee and tell my story to the produce to the consumer here. Um, and, and that was what motivated me to create our Fresca coffee, to be able to bring my own coffee into New Orleans. And that's why, I, you know, 2013 finally got to do it. And uh, another big part of just getting the company here in Louisiana was to also get financing because even though it was my farm, I had, I was, I had to be able to pay the farm or pay myself to keep working the farm so 
getting financing was a big, big hurdle uh, at the beginning. So. so you have the farm, you bring the coffee to New Orleans, and then that goes to roasters like, are you able to share some of the, the roasters that um, you, you sell to? Sure, absolutely. Um, when I first started bringing coffee, it was uh, I I have met the uh, roasters or the uh, the guys that actually do it, the green coffee buyers and the roaster from uh, PJs and uh, Orleans Coffee. Um, Orleans Coffee used to used to be called New Orleans Works, I believe. Um, and then uh, Reliable Coffee. Uh, I offer my coffee just to about anybody that will give me a chance. Sure, <laughs> to, <laughs> I love that. Give me a few minutes, uh, you know, give me an appointment and, you know, just give me a chance to show my coffee. But, um, uh, so I did bring it and my first customer were uh, Orleans Coffee and uh, PJ's. And now it's a reliable coffee and other ones of them. That's great. And, uh, I also sell it to some uh, other people that also carry my coffee. Do, um, you, do you find that the roasters, knowing that you own the farm and that you have this kind of in-between company, do, does that does that make a difference to them, or do they do they like that sort of that you have such access to the actual farm? Absolutely. I mean, that is one, it's an excellent question. And uh, it's, uh, it is probably a model for business that you want to be, uh, I, I don't know how you call it, but it's uh, trace it back, traceability, or trace it probably back to where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I brought some more uh, roasters to the farm. Sure, you know, this is what we do. This is where we process it. This is the wet uh, meal. This is the dry meal. And from here, it goes to New Orleans. So they know the, the whole uh, process from the time we pick the coffee to the time to, we ship it to New Orleans. And also the, the story behind it, you know, my personal story, the story of the farm. Uh, I think that they uh, they appreciate that they appreciate how is how difficult it is at times to uh, grow coffee um, and the much uh, the labor involving to bring in the coffee here. So once they know that they they appreciate the coffee and also they they they're happy I guess uh, to do business with me, you know. Yeah. So I, I, what I'm, what I'm hearing and what I think is sets your business apart from some other businesses that are out there is that you are, I mean, you're getting the whole like level of transparency from beginning to end, from the beginning product to the end product. You absolutely have your hand on all of it. Absolutely. It's very uh, transparent and they can trace it back, you know, without any surprises or, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very I know I think I'm very honest with them and you know I'm very accessible to everything in in the process of the business, so they pretty much know what they're getting for what they're getting. You know, yeah. that's so. great, and I'm delighted that you mentioned Orleans Coffee. I know Bob Arsenault very well exactly. and over the years. Um, through Bob Jim, is great. 
and he's been on our podcast. So he gave me the lowdown on like all the thing, all things coffee <laughs> last year. It was really great. So, um, and then, you know, PJ's is obviously such a, a well-known New Orleans brand. So it's right. fantastic that you, that your coffee is, is, you know, they're selling that product. Yes. Yes. Uh, I know Bob is, is a great guy and uh, he really knows his stuff. He knows coffee. I mean, in and out and top to bottom. I mean, he, he knows, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I ever went to the, the roaster over there. And first of all, I, when I say that I love coffee, like I love coffee, like I'm currently drinking it now and it is, it is the afternoon and I should not be drinking it anymore, but I am. So, <laughs> but, uh, I remember going in and it's just smelled really good there and they were doing, um, cupping where they're like tasting. Cupping, right. Like, what is happening? This is so fascinating. So, um, for people who don't know, cupping is something where you're like tasting the coffee, but then you spit it out afterwards oh, right. so it was really um it was really interesting i had not seen that before so it was really uh i've through this job i have gotten to see and learn and do a lot of really neat things so and um, uh, like you know people like bob he knows his business and when he's cupping the coffee i mean he can he can really tell whether it's, it's good or bad the different characteristics of the coffee so when they do buy something, they, they definitely know what they're buying because, and that's another thing when I, I talk about being transparent. So they, they taste the coffee, it's a sample of coffee. So when you deliver the actual product, you wanna make sure that it, it is what you had showed them at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the um, being transparent and being reliable that you know, you are delivering what you promise. So let's talk about your loan with Jedco. You mentioned that your business needed financing. How did you hear about us? At the very, very beginning, I was, uh, I, I went everywhere. Like uh, it's been a uphill battle and uh, it's been very difficult as a startup getting, you know, financing. So my very, very first, uh, amount of money that I got was a combination of personal lo uh, personal loans, credit cards, and a very good friend of mine at Regions that helped me out put enough money to bring one container into New Orleans. That was my first uh, transaction, and uh, that went to Orleans Coffee and as well as PJ's. And then, you know, I wanted to bring more coffee, and so I needed more money. A friend of mine from the LSBDC told me, listen, I know just the person that you need. Uh, her name is Jennifer LaPerouse. She is great. I think she'll be able to help you out. So she introduced me to Jennifer and I went to meet with her. And uh, ever since uh, I've been doing business with Jericho, I think Jennifer save my business life. <laughs> so it's just great. And uh, everybody, all the personnel in Jericho, you know, they, they've been absolutely great. I was able to expand you due to their help. <laughs> yeah, the LSBDC, um, we work with them very closely and they always right. have, we have a really good relationship with them. And we have heard 
time and time again, when I have borrowers on this podcast who have had an experience with the the finance team and with Jennifer, it is just, it's so Mm -hmm. wonderful to hear what an impact that she personally and that what Jedco have had on on the lives of some of our business owners. I mean, it really is. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's it's fantastic that we are, as a business uh, owners, have that source of financing and, you know, the, uh, and the people at Jericho too. I mean, they really, I, they felt me, uh, I felt very welcome. So you got financing to bring more shipments of coffee into, into New Orleans. Um, what does that process look like? That would be part of my company here in New Orleans that requires a lot of, a lot of work, uh, not only to get the, company together but you had to be able to register with the FDA uh, you had to do all the paperwork at customs to bring the shipment in and uh, then you had to have all the contacts in Nicaragua to be able for them to export uh, the shipping company and, and all that it's, it's, a, it's kind of a, a very involved uh, process and um, uh, like everything else, you know, the more you do it, the, the better you get at it, or the easier it gets. But at the beginning, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of, it was a, everything, everything so new that it was a lot of work. Many meetings and many uh, uh, educational, you know, work, I guess, into everything. So now the the coffee leaves um, Nicaragua and they truck it to Honduras. Unfortunately, Nicaragua doesn't have a port in the uh, Atlantic. So they had to truck it to either Costa Rica or Honduras. And from Honduras, it gets shipped to New Orleans. So. How much coffee gets shipped at a time? Uh, it gets shipped by container. So one container at a time, uh, a, a container has about 41,000, close to 42,000 pounds. Wow. That's, You're growing a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a decent size, uh, con- uh, you know, amount of coffee and a different amount. And I have grown from the beginning and I'm actually growing even more. And the fact that uh, I have found the uh, customers that keep buying my coffee year after year, I can plan ahead. I can, you know, forecast, uh, invest. So a lot of the money that I have made have been being invested in the farm and in the in the whole process. So how does that make you feel? You you decide that you're going to go with this business venture and. You want, you're watching it grow. Um, you have a loan, you have all the things that you need to sort of get this this business up off the ground. Um, as a business owner, I mean, what is that feeling like to see that it's working? Well, it's, it's a great feeling knowing that all your hard work and your dedication uh, is paying off. Uh, but, you know, you cannot let it be. I mean, you, you have to constantly uh, dedicate time to it, time to the customer, time to the production, the company, and and be sort of careful with your finances. 
and because you want your business to be sound financially. So you have to be hands-on, I guess. Even though you're somewhat successful, I mean, I'm not by no means big, but whether you're small or big, you have to be very careful with your finance and you make sure everything works well. You know. uh, what do you love most about being in the coffee business? I think it's the passion I, uh, I have and the knowledge. I mean, I've, I've known coffee since I was little. I used to pick coffee when I was like five, six years old. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but and I know coffee and I love to tell the story. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I meet a roaster, a retailer, a coffee owner, a coffee shop owner, and I spill the beans. like. <laughs> So I tell them everything about coffee and, you know, I, I can go on and on and on and it's, it's a passion for coffee. And not the, not just the coffee and the, and the land too, when when you go to a coffee farm is and you see it go from a tree that is eight to ten inches or from a seed rather to a producing cherry tree is is, is amazing how later what you grow you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of things that go into it. And when it's finally producing and finally here, it's, it's, a, it's a big story, a beautiful story to tell. So I like that. I mean, but you have to have that if you want to be in this business, like, like any other business too, you, you have to be passionate about it. And I imagine that there has to be a little bit of like nostalgia in there too, where like you said, you grew up around the coffee farms. I mean, do you have like favorite memories from being a kid, you know, right on a coffee farm? Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I mean, I used to pick coffee like when I was five years old and just growing around coffee and going to one meal and I was growing up, eight, ten years old, I was already driving trucks, you know. <laughs> So, um, but uh, but the good thing was my father never lost the sight of us getting an education. So he was able to, uh, even though we loved the farm, you know, we always went to school and graduated from high school, college, and and all thanks to him. He never lost that vision, that track that we had to get an education. Yeah. And uh, thanks to that education here today, I was able to go back and buy the farm. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and it seems like it seems like family is very important to you too. Um, you know that this is something that your family did. Now you do it with your cousin, did it with your brother. I mean, I, I love that there's this this continuation of just this journey of your family doing something special together. Absolutely, and uh, I have three daughters, and I, I hope uh, they continue <laughs> the passion for uh, coffee. And uh, they're still young, but uh, I, I do get them involved a, as much as possible. You know, are they old enough to drink coffee? <laughs> yes, they've been drinking coffee since uh, they were little. <laughs> like I was. <laughs> That's so great. It's okay, by the way, to all the parents and mothers out there. 
they can drink uh, kids can drink coffee <laughs> good to know that is good that is good yes. to know well what is one of your proudest business moments um i think probably when i when i went back and bought my own farm and knowing that you know i had lost the farm we grew up in but now i have my own and uh I'm also here to get the, my company here in Louisiana and uh, make it uh, how hard it was at the beginning mm -hmm. because you're a starting business, you know, nobody really trusts how successful you're going to be, how are you going to manage your business. So nobody, you, you almost are nobody in the business world in the sense that, you know, why should I lend you money? You're like so, <laughs> make the coffee. The, watch the coffee. The company grow, and you know, to the point where I'm at, it's, it's very, very rewarding. And I'm proud of that. The fact that I started from scratch, both ventures work really. The farm in the crowd and the co the company here, and today they're you know, they're both in business and. So that, that, that's really, I'm, I'm very proud of that. That's so great. Um, I'm just trying to, I, I'm imagining you buying this farm in Nicaragua in, in 1995. What, what was going through your head? Like what kind of emotions were you feeling when, you know, this is, I mean, it, there had obviously been a, a tumultuous time in, in right. the past where the farm was lost and that's, you know, that, yeah. That had to have been very difficult, and now, now you own a farm. I mean, what what was going through your head whenever you were able to to buy a farm? Yeah, when I bought it, it wasn't it was producing some, but it wasn't producing much, and uh, I was able to expand over the years. In the uh, early two two thousand ten, maybe eleven, twelve. I don't know if you heard about the. Uh, uh, leaf uh, roast is a disease for coffee. It's a fungus that affects the leaves of the coffee. So I almost, I mean, I, I lost pretty much 100% of the farm, of the trees. I did a lot of farmers as well. So I've been redoing, replanting the, the, the entire uh, farm since 2017. My goodness. So, um, and hopefully this year I'll be done replanting. So I have a brand new plantation. Wow. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing about agriculture. I mean, you have this stuff that happens like uh, disease that can wipe you out, you know. And doesn't matter what you, what you apply to it, it's, it's just uh, very strong and you have to have you kind of have to have faith in uh you know in nature <laughs> and in, you know and you have to have faith and not only faith but trust in yourself and trust that you will get it back and i'm in the process so yeah so <laughs> what business advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs people who might want to get into the coffee business or start their own business yeah I think one of the probably I tell everybody like 
family members and friends, you know, you have to like what you do, but never, never, ever, ever give up on your dream. You know, you have to be persistent. If one door closes, another might just be have a crack open, but just go for it. Never, never, ever give up on your dream. Passion and and loving what you do are so important to being, you know, successful right. and and happy. I mean, I think that's another. Yes, yes, exactly. If you you like what you do, you're passionate about it. I mean, even though you have setbacks, you get back at it. But that's what you like. That's what what you love. Is there anything you'd like to share that I didn't ask or that we didn't cover today? Just for the business or this people starting the business, just work hard at what you do. Um, and you have to really like what you do and just work hard and keep working hard until it will pay off, you know, and don't give up. Uh, we all have setbacks in the business world. Just get back at it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and there, are, there are really good organizations, not that I'm tooting, you know, our own horn here at Jetco, but, um, you know, there are a lot of organizations that are dedicated to supporting, you know, small businesses, startup businesses, and Jedco is a really good resource for, for some of those, for some of those startup businesses. I, I know you had a good experience and we were able to give you a loan that has helped your business to grow, which is it makes me happy and I know it makes the finance team happy as well, but I, I always like to encourage people who, you know, have, have questions about, you know, can we do this? Can we start a business? How do we do it? You know, Jedco is a, a good resource um, specifically from the financing side, but also in, in a lot of other ways too. Yeah. I think that's, that's important that you mentioned that, uh, you know, as a starting a business or even as a business owner with some experience, you always need to educate yourself, keep educating yourself about different products or you finances. So uh, I think Jelco is a very good source of information. I mean, you guys have a lot of, used to have uh, in-person uh, educational meetings, you know, like uh, finance and marketing and personnel, what have you. So I think those are excellent, excellent sources of information the LSBDC have a lot of webinars and they used to have in-person uh, educational uh, meetings. Uh, I think the, the resources are, are there and JECO is, is excellent in all different resources and education, not only finance, but educational uh, resources as well. Well, Francisco, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're an incredibly busy person, and I just am so appreciative that you gave me um, so much of your time today. Thank you. No, no, not at all. It's my pleasure, and uh, I want to thank you all, you know, for having me and uh, for all your support. A special thanks to Francisco for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. We love working with passionate business owners like Francisco to make their dreams a reality. We'll share links to Jedco's financing options in the show notes. 
If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite podcasts. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. Again, you can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.